Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Have you been afraid to dip a toe in the world of Dynasty Fantasy Football? Have you heard about Dynasty Fantasy Football on one of the National Redraft pods, and now you're curious to join a league? Do you not know where to start or how to get better? Are you looking for a place to ask questions, questions that maybe would make you feel like you would get put down on social media? We all have, or I should say we all used to feel that way until we started patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone it's where new dynasty gamers intermediate dynasty gamers and the ultra sharp dynasty gamers all converge to come and hang out and talk football 24 7 no really it's a 24 7 group chat thanks in part to the best international patrons in football i'll put our group in our group chat up against any group chat in dynasty fantasy football period it's a place of community, it's a place of interaction, it's a place where you'll get better at Dynasty Fantasy Football with so many like-minded people looking to destroy their Dynasty Leagues. And get in while the getting's good. You know I love value. And you'll have a hard time getting better value for your money than with Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone right now. We'll be introducing a tiered Patreon, which is something commonly found on Patreon, to allow each Dynasty Gamer to choose what level of support they want with their Dynasty teams. But all tiers will be included for those that join at the current and historical rate of $5 a month from now through July 31st. That's about two weeks to lock in the old rate between now and July 31st. Now, every podcast has given you player valuations, but there are so few shows that focus on how to actually build a roster. That's where I take what I do on the Fantasy Fixer Upper and really go into a deep dive on strategy, how-tos, and overall advice on building and sustaining a roster from your startup, to your rebuild, and to your championship. There's an entire archive of over 100 mostly strategic-based pods, and there's more on the way. There's also information and how-tos for aspiring podcasters. We have three of our patrons that are creating content for their patron mates right now. They have also worked with me behind the scenes on how to start a show, do's and don'ts for podcasters, how to attain sponsors, and much, much more. One-on-one -on -one time with me is another thing that we do at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone, and being a patron is the only way to make it on the Fantasy Fixer Upper. But it's not all about the show. I trade DMs with all patrons, do one-on-ones via telephone, and more. You said you wanted to get better. So take advantage now before rates and tiers change in August over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. There's no better time than now to join. So what are you waiting for? What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Dynasty Warzone. The People's Dynasty Podcast. On tonight's show, we're going to hit a bunch of topics. We're going to talk about what we're doing with Christian McCaffrey talking about some long-term value at the running back position and, of course, trade targets. And, of course, he's back with me. He's better than ever. He is the man of the hour and the man with the power, Jerry Sinclair. How the hell are you? 
I am exquisite, Randall. It is good to hear your voice. It is good to be here. It is good to be talking football. We are on the precipice of the playoff season. So it is getting exciting to say the least. You know, uh, if, if your teams are out of it, you can just kind of coast and enjoy football. Maybe you gamble. Maybe you're wanting to get in on some props. Maybe you do some DFS. And have we got just the thing for you? It is the Dynasty Warzone YouTube channel. Wednesday nights, I've been, I, I, Jerry, I don't want to say it. I don't have a sound drop, but in Fuego. Uh, two weeks ago with bets, I was four and one. This week, three and two. So, so was that seven and three over the last two weeks? My player props, uh, four and one last week. Goddamn Tony Pollard. He needed three catches. He had two in the first half. Can can we not get a third catch in the? In the in, in, we had thirty minutes of football, Tony. Tony, dick move, bro, dick move. But if you want to get the best of the number, tune in on Wednesday. YouTube channel you can watch live, usually with Doctor Kyle. He's often gallivanting out about on the streets of New York, but I'm always there Wednesday night live. And you want to get the best of the number? That's a good reason to tune into the YouTube channel. Our boy Kyle from the Fantasy Football SmackDown. Every Saturday, waiver wire sniping. He's, he's great. Always good. Always good stuff. He'll be wrapping that up because there'll be no need for the waiver wire. True. Because the playoffs start in week 15. And me and my buddy Jesse, we've been doing football Sunday school. Come get blessed with us before kickoff, 1 p.m. Eastern. We usually start between 11 and 11.30, and we go until the questions run out. Or until I've got to set 17 lineups, whichever comes first. And you can get all of that for free over at YouTube, Dynasty Warzone. Subscribe, leave some thumbs up, jump. If you're watching this, if you're watching this on live stream, slide over to YouTube. Give this video a thumbs up. Tell Jerry how beautiful his hair looks. Jerry, your hair looks great. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to have to get a haircut soon. And I will likely comment because I keep the stream up because I am such a man of the people. Yeah, that's why you're the man of the hour and the man. With the power. So, Jerry, you know what we did last week? Oh, yeah. About A.J. Brown? Yeah. No, no, no. We had a guest. Oh, Oh, okay. This week, no guest. Apparently, we need another guest because I'm shit at this. But continue. You're doing great. Last week, we had Mr. Pat Morris from Fantasy Pros. No guest tonight. And this show will be live on YouTube next Sunday night. Because next Tuesday, I'm going to be doing a little appearance on another fantasy football podcast. I'm not going to spoil it because, you know, sometimes things come up. That's what things do. But this podcast will be in your podcast player next Wednesday. So Jerry and I got a lot to get to. Uh, Jerry, we didn't do this last week with Pat. We didn't want want to drag Pat down the gutter, down the alley with us because we got to keep Twitter safe for all the people. Are you ready for the return of good people, bad tweets? We've been waiting a damn month for it. Yeah, what do you got? All right, so did did you see that one Gardner the Mustache Minshew uh, started for the Philadelphia Eagles because Jalen Hurts had an ankle sprain? I did. He looked good, too. Now, did you happen to see the video of him and his father after the game? Now, first of all, he showed up dressed like Tom Cruise from the 1980s classic Top Gun. He had on the fighter pilot jacket, uh, aviator shades, looking fresh. That uh, maverick drip, if you will. Did you see the video of him and, of the excitement and joy between him and his dad? It was unadulterated, pure 
happiness and emotion. Yes, I saw it. It was awesome. You you can't fake that. Um, no. So I want to read the tweet, and then I'll tell you my reaction. First of all, this person, he is a really good person. I interact with him a lot. He is a fellow CrossFit athlete. He's a member of the hashtag FFFitClub. And an all-around good dude, but I just did not get this tweet. His comment was, and his name is Tyler Balowski. And what's weird is he does a podcast with his kids. And as a dad who has kids that, you know, are aspiring to do, I find this odd. But he was like, wow, three exclamation points. You beat the Jets, beat a real team, then you can act like this. Jeepers, I could line up with 10 dudes off the street and beat the Jets. Can't he just go away already? I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to let you go this one first because I'm going to go on a mini rant. Mini rant. Uh, Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, uh, Adam Thielen, Alexander Madison. They couldn't beat the winless Detroit Lions. So don't tell me you and 10 random ass buddies could go out there and beat the Jets. Listen, I'm not the biggest Gardner Minshew fan in the history of time either. But I don't know how anybody saw that video and was not happy for the dude. Like maybe in maybe in his in his world, he's a big Jalen Hurts guy, and so that's why he's just trying to numb that victory down a little bit. But get out of here, man! Like the, the dude is happy and he's doing it with his dad. Like what the hell do you want from him? I don't know. Uh, th- th- this one just hit me all sorts of wrong in the feels. If you're watching live on YouTube, speaking of. The Dynasty Wars on YouTube channel. The, the hat that I'm wearing right now is my son's baseball team. He is uh, going to be on the junior varsity for the Hamilton Southeastern Royals Baseball Club. And I can tell you that he and I spend every Wednesday night and every Sunday morning working on baseball year round. It's December in Indiana. It's colder than a well digger shorts. And we are still working on our baseball game every single Sunday, every single Wednesday. You know, as a dad, of an athlete or of, an, of a dad who like, you know, if, if your kids do like chess bowl or, or whatever, I could not, have, I can't sit still. This was my comment to this. I can't, I can't sit still when my son's in the batter's box and travel baseball and junior varsity. I can't, I cannot imagine what his father and gardener sat through. That is the culmination of all those practices, all those games, all those moments. I don't care if it's the Jets I don't care if it's the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I don't care who it is. That's a big flipping deal. And and I hope one day that you and your family get to experience that. You know, it's a magical moment because, again, that I I don't know. How how old do you think Gardner Minshew is? 25? 24, 25? Maybe. He's probably been playing football for 20 years. His dad's been driving him to Pop Warner, coaching him. This means a lot. And I understand it's the Jets. First of all, Jerry, who's the best team in uh, in college football right now out of the four? Who would you say is the best? Alabama. And the Jets would beat the goddamn breaks off of the Absolutely. Alabama Crimson. They would beat them like they owed them money. Beat Correct. them. So, so don't get it twisted. You know, the, the Tennessee Titans, who lead the AFC South, couldn't beat the Jets. The Cincinnati Bengals, who are second in the AFC North, couldn't beat the Jets. So it's a big deal. This guy is playing for his future. He is hoping that a team gives him the opportunity. Like I said, Tyler, I said it in the in the tweet that I responded to the other day. You are a good dude, and I mean that with every fiber of my body. But this was a bad take. Yeah, this was a bad take. This means a ton. We always we always kill these athletes for oh they don't show any emotion and whatever. And he does. 
and we want to kick him in the junk over it. Come on, man. Come on. Let, 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 let's give him a break. I'm, Jerry, would you consider me a Tyler Minshew guy? I mean, a Gardner Minshew guy? I mean, not really. No, no. I was killing him this time last year. I was telling you that this man was a fugazi. I was telling you that, you know, people were telling you to trade for him in Dynasty. I'm just talking about the moment. I'm just talking about fathers and sons. And, and let these guys have their their, their 30 seconds. So, Jerry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little something, and then we're going to get into our segment about Christian McCaffrey. Cool. What I'm saying to you is you should give it to somebody that don't know any better because that's a fugazi. All right? That's a fugazi. How do you know it's a fugazi? You looked at it for two seconds. Well, it's a fake. But yeah, I know what a fugazi is. Yeah, I, I do think that at some point Gardner Minshew will go away. But you know what? Let the man have his moment in the sun that's with his old man. If he was doing that with a teammate, different story. But that's his pops. That's his pops. And that is good people, bad tweets, brought to you by BetUS.com. That is our official odds provider. Uh, I kind of feel bad, but I really don't. They asked for it. I didn't knock on their door. They knocked on mine. They're like, hey, we want to sponsor the Dynasty Wars. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> and it's the same. We gave them. Nice. And, and we're having the people that listen to the big bet and listen to the prop cast. We're just beating the brakes off of them right now. We're on fire. So make sure you tune in and then go over to betus.com. Use promo code Memphis when you sign up. And you too can come beat the dog snot out of our sponsor. Promo code Memphis. Get that match upon initial deposit. So, okay, Jerry. Last week we talked AJ Brown. This week we're going to talk Christian McCaffrey. So, I'm going to let you go first. Christian McCaffrey, what are you doing with him as a dynasty piece? What are your thoughts? He's 25 today. He'll turn 26 in June. He'll be going into year six of his career off two injury-filled seasons. What are your current thoughts as it relates to one Christian McCaffrey? Uh, What I'm doing if I have Christian McCaffrey is I am holding that man until he starts scoring points again next season. And then I am done with Christian McCaffrey. Uh, It's not that I don't think the man is a talent. Clearly the man is a talent. But also if you're trying to get rid of him now and you have him, I think the value is a little depressed. Um, You know, at at some point his startup value this offseason is definitely going to be lower. I don't think that's arguable. I mean, you can't have as many injuries as he had, plus the emergence of some of the other young guys and not go down a little bit but it should still be an elite asset. And I don't think he's going to be an elite asset for a long period of time. So I am going to take advantage of that next off season or not next off season, excuse me, within the next month or so of 2022, let him have a 30 point game. Let him have a 25 touch game. He doesn't even need to have 30 points. And then I'm going to flip him. I'm going to get younger. It's just that age group of running backs is just not conducive to longevity We've seen it with guys like Alvin Kamara. We've seen Dalvin Cook get hurt a bunch. I mean, it just, it, it's what happens. So he's, you know, I'm David Johnson, Todd Burley, let's say uh, we, I, we can keep this going. So he's, I, he's still very, he's still very good. And his value is, is pretty stable. I just, I, I don't think he's a foundational piece. I don't at all. There is a lot, a lot of players that I would take straight up for Christian McCaffrey that I think other podcasts would have me as good person, bad tweet because of it. That they, they might have you fit for a, for a straight jacket. Yeah. But, but here's the thing. It, it's, it's eerily similar. It doesn't mean it has to continue this way. 
for me, it's eerily similar to the usage pattern and then the subsequent uh, career arc thereafter. Todd Gurley, we'll, we'll go back to 2016. David Johnson had over 400 PPR points. Then he had a wrist injury. And then the wheels have just come off the wagon ever since, right? Remember, he he, he hurt his wrist oh, yeah. in like game one or two in the 2017 season. He's never been the same since. No. Then in 2018, you had the 385-point season with Todd Gurley. Heavy usage pattern, never really been the same since. Then 2019, you had the amazing year with both Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley's never been the same. Now, to his credit, Christian McCaffrey backed it up in uh, 2019 with a huge 471 PPR point season, but he's never really been the same. And there are still dynasty services out there. This blows my mind, like, that are still asking the question, is he no longer the RB1? I got news for you. He's not even my top five. I'm not going to spill my top five. I save that for patreon.com forward slash dynasty war zone. But I, he's not in my top. Is he, is he in your top five? Uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. It's close if he is. But but no, he's not He's not anywhere near RB1. Okay. For, first of all, does, does that offense inspire confidence? No. Okay. Does his injury and, and everything. And here's the thing. Unlike David Johnson, when he had his mega season in the next year, he hurt a wrist. So at least you could at least build on the narrative that it's a, it's a wrist. You know, it's no big deal. He is continuing. It's been a hamstring for a couple of games. Now it's an ankle. Last year it was an ankle. And I don't remember the website, but I recently read an article where once a player goes on uh, the injury report once, their fantasy production dips by 15%. I mean, he's going to be 20 six in the offseason that's like right at the pinnacle he's hit the pinnacle he's going downhill and people are still giving multiple firsts for this guy and I'm happy to move on I don't go chasing names Uh, I'm not a brands guy Um, I like good stuff you know nice things aren't cheap and cheap things aren't nice that's the the Jerry Jones motto and I can certainly roll with that but I want to hit you with a list of guys, kind well, of like on, we did. Hold on, hold on, let's uh, let's talk about this trade because we just made a trade with him. Right? We did sure I, I sent, did. I sent you too late first, didn't I? I, mean, you I don't sent, You, you sent me a, a first that's currently trending to be in the back the back third. Okay, it, that is it, the nice be, way of saying is Randy thinks he's going to win that league and it's going to be one twelve because that's what I thought. You, you sent me one from the guy who's currently, I believe, in third place. Oh, okay. It wasn't your so so, okay. so 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 no the that was so you sent me a twenty twenty two and a twenty twenty three twenty twenty three the twenty twenty three you sent back was my own yeah now now this is a league where I had Christian McCaffrey but I have Zeke I have Clyde Edwards Alaire I have James Robinson I believe I have a so I'm not going to need Christian McCaffrey the rest of the season it's not going to I'm in uh, either second or first place in the standings currently humble brag but not really. Um, so he was not doing me anything, but it's also a league where I have no firsts in 2022 or in 2023. So I really needed to get a little draft capital. I've got plenty of running backs. I've got plenty of wide receivers. Um, this is a must start to QB league. I've got Wentz, Carr, and Cousins. You know, I might want to upgrade the QB position at some point. Um so, so for me, it was a. What was your interest as a guy who's rebuilding in that in that league? I know you got your wide receiver group set. UPL, right? Ah, yes, UPL. Okay. 
So, yeah, so I don't have running backs. That's my problem in that league. Uh, my wide receivers, I just had it. I have Jalen Waddell. I have DK Metcalf. I have Hollywood Brown, which are three guys that I absolutely would recommend building your team around. Uh, I also have guys like Kadarius Toney, Mike Williams, Michael Gallup. So a good a good second tier of guys. Uh, this is sort of this has been my worst rebuild job that I've had in truth. Um, it's taken a lot longer than I wanted to, and Trey Lance not playing at all hurt. Trevor Lawrence not living up to his potential hurt. But you know they're young and they have a chance with my wide receiver core. The problem is my running backs, and I believe I only have one first, so I have the one hundred and one currently. But we'll see what I'm going to do with that. So I wanted at least one running back because I do think my wide receivers are in good shape. And if Trey Lance can play, I think I'm going to be okay. I should at least be a playoff team with a high upside. But I didn't have any running backs. And you didn't need Christian McCaffrey at all because you're trying to win. And you didn't have any first. So I figured I would just take that route. Um, I don't intend on keeping him. Pretty much the strategy I said earlier is exactly what I intend to employ with Christian McCaffrey next season i mean for for me it's it's just I, i'm ready to get out from under him I, and that's I, 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 and i think you got a good return in in that aspect especially I, since you don't need him at all I, i'm o- i'm always going to be a year too early yep to a year too late if, if you ever if, if i mean let me rephrase that if we not the royal we but we as in you and i if we get, ever get to the point to where a guy who's had two injury seasons who's passed the age premium for his position, if we have to look at each other and say, is he still the 101 at his position? It's time to turn off the mics, turn off the lights, and let the next generation take over because the game's game's passed you by. The game has passed us by from a dynasty standpoint, and you're living in the was and not looking at what the future is. So I'm going to hit you with five guys, same drill we did last week. Um, If you would not take these guys straight up for Christian McCaffrey – what would you want in return? So the first guy is now. Remember, Christian McCaffrey's twenty-five now. Will be twenty-six in June. Okay. Mm-hmm. This next guy, almost a year to the day older than Christian McCaffrey, but it's Austin Eckler. He's twenty-six now. He'll be twenty-seven in May. So he's about thirteen months older than Christian McCaffrey. Who would you rather have in Dynasty for the long term? Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, and and then tell me what the difference would be for you. Okay, so I would probably rather have Austin Eckler because I think I could get a second on top of that. The problem is, is or not the problem, the, the reason I would prefer Austin Eckler in a nutshell is he's under contract for two more years. I like that offense better. He doesn't get as hurt as much. He doesn't get hurt as much, excuse me. Uh, so, And he is the same sort of profile that Christian McCaffrey is. But I get Justin Herbert, and I get – an offensive coordinator that just didn't get fired in week, you know, 13 or whatever it is. Better offensive line. Yeah. Better, like better, I guess not better, better weather. Carolina is about the same as Southern California, but I don't know. I just, I like Austin Eckler better. I think you have to add McCaffrey right now. Cause, cause if the Austin, well, the Austin Eckler GMs in the playoffs. So if you're going to make this trade, you're going to make it, you're going to have to make it in the off season for, for Eckler. I, I mean, I, I can tell you I'm in two leagues where I am going to have the buy and then I want to be playing. I'm I'm not moving Austin Eckler for Christian McCaffrey no, right no. now. Not, like, not, like, let's say let's say it's the offseason. Let's pretend okay. we're two months from now. 
you, you still think you have to add to the Christian McCaffrey side? Uh, if, if you want him from me, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because more than likely Austin Eckler is going to help me win a championship. As you've already said, I get the better quarterback. I get the better offensive line. I don't necessarily love Joe Lombardi as an offensive coordinator, but it bees that way sometimes. I like the division, a lot of shootouts. I like his involvement in the running in the running and passing game. It's never bothered me that, you know, they, they continue to find a, a thunder to his lightning, if you will. You know, they're looking for their A.J. Dillon. You know, I, th- I think it, it, on an Austin Eckler side note, you're probably going to get a nice value for him. So if you want my Austin Eckler, you're going to have to add – a first to Christian McCaffrey, and I'll add a second. That That's the only way you're going to get the conversation rolling. I think that's a tough trade to get done, but I understand where you're I'm, I'm happy from. to walk. I'm happy I, to walk away from the, from the negotiation table and be like, eh, eh, I mean, eh, eh, and this, done. all right, I'm, I'm going to hit you with another guy. Okay. Uh, this guy is actually working with the offensive coordinator that made Christian McCaffrey, or helped, let me rephrase that, helped make Christian McCaffrey set records in 2019. That is, um, oh my goodness, I'm drawing a blank, but it's Antonio Gibson. He's in um, Scott Turner, um, son of the the, the Turner that I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his dad, but his dad was uh, the OC also in Carolina as well as Dallas. And uh, it's Antonio Gibson. Now, Antonio's 23, will be 24 in June. Um, he's a guy who's been balling. So we're going to talk about this in a, in a vacuum. So off season, what do you have to add? What are your thoughts? And Mike in the chat, Mike Kenny, God bless you, you sweet, sweet son of a bitch. It's Norv Turner. Scott Turner is the son. Norvell is the father. Thank you, Mike. What a what a first name, Norvell. Um, so I'm not the biggest Antonio Gibson guy that there ever was. <laughs> but he's younger, and he has gotten an immense workload. And I don't think that quarterback situation is going to solve itself. So they're going to keep just – given that dude tons of damn carries and he's finally started to get the receptions that we knew he could get. So, you know, the first like 10 weeks of the year and even last year, he didn't get tons, but then in the last two weeks, he's gotten seven and five. So that I love to see. I think the answer is Antonio Gibson. I don't think, I think you could do Antonio Gibson in a first for CMC in a second. And I think you would be able to pull that off. And I would do that as Randy would say, Cash American. I, I, I don't think you even have to add the second to the Gibson side. I mean, I probably I, not. But I, I, I as soon know, as the season's you know over, me, I'll, I'll throw in. I'll throw in the wet sock if they want it. I, yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna miss that deal. I, I want out of the Christian McCaffrey business. I'm just done. You yeah, know what? I, like I said, like I'm not a huge Gibby guy. Like I don't think Gibby's made for this. You know, our game for a long period of time. But I do think he's going to get a shitload of work next year. So. I think that that would be my guy. Remember with the running back position, they're not here for a long time. They're here for a good time. Yes, Alvin, Alvin Kamara, he's 26. He'll be 27 in July. Same draft class as Christian McCaffrey, the fabled 2017. So in a vacuum, they're about the same. I'll go first. Uh, Kamara's been hurt. I'm taking CMC. Hopefully the Kamara GM has fallen out of playoff favor and maybe I can go get Kamara right now. He's going to return. Hopefully, he can help me a little bit down the stretch. I'll give you. I'll give you CMC straight up. So I don't think you have to add to either side. But who do you want in a vacuum? We'll just put it that way. You want Kamara or you want CMC for the next three years? I want Christian McCaffrey, and I don't think I'm going to get either of them for three years. But 
hey, it's Christian McCaffrey because Alvin Kamara has been in the same situation. Oh, hurt a lot. I think this is like the first time he's ever missed any significant time in his career. Yeah, I just, I didn't, yeah, but it's at the age that he's doing it that scares the shit out of me. I just don't love it. I'm going to take Christian McCaffrey pretty easily. I I, I view them the same. And in startups, there's a 0% chance because I will absolutely do startups because I'm a sucker and this is an addiction. There is a 100% chance that neither of them is on any of my teams that I do a start. We we will have to think of a long-term bet for the the rest of uh, something because you and I are on the opposite sides of this. Who has a better career the rest of the way? I'm getting Sean Payton. I'm getting a better organization. Uh, I'm getting so I'm I'm taking I'm taking Alvin Kamara every day of the week and easily easily over Christian McCaffrey. I'm not trying to kill McCaffrey. What about this next guy, Saquon Barkley? Now he's a year younger. He's 24 now. Will be 25 in January, so they'll be 25 for about six months. So six months age difference. Saquon Barkley or Christian McCaffrey? Because I don't think you're going to get a whole lot of change. With either one? Um, I think it's Saquon, just because I think he has the opportunity to go to a different team, and that could maybe change his outlook. Want to talk about somebody that gets hurt a shitload? Saquon Barkley. Want to talk about a guy who's been living on hype? Saquon Barkley. But that hype also insulates his value a little bit. So I have a longer period of time that I think I could trade and get an immense return from Saquon. Maybe even if he gets hurt again, honestly. Like I feel like if if they both had a catastrophic injury next year, I feel like Christian McCaffrey's value would tank and Saquon Barkley's would be like Joe Mixon last year. Like it would be like a, a third or a fourth round startup pick, which is an immense drop. You you shake your head. Tell me why not. You don't think so? I, I, I think sure you're giving I, way too much faith to the the a lot of people that play this game. No, 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 no. Do, so it's it's currently December of 2021, and I want to give credit to Jordan McNamara of the UTH. He's been a guest on the show yeah. uh, at McNamara Dynasty. He actually tweeted this the other day. Saquon Barkley has not rushed for more than 60 That's yards in a single game in two years. Mm-hmm. Now, in, in fairness, that's been uh, 11 games, but he has not rushed for 60 yards in two years. And, and all of his injuries. a borderline first-round startup pick. And Not ju- unjustified. Un- don't get me wrong. No, no, Nobody has done more with their college profile. Now, in fairness to him, he had, a, he, he had a great rookie year, uh, 1,300 rushing yards, 11 TDs, uh, chipped in with 91 receptions. I mean, it was it was phenomenal. He was the RB1. He and Christian McCaffrey were like, literally separated by a couple of points that year and it's all been downhill ever since uh per the dtc he is a 36.6 um and that's about two first i'll take those two first and i'll run like a scalded dog i'm i'm gone hold on let me let me let me ask you the question that david donaldson asked in the chat where is cmc going in startup season he says it's the three four turn i think it's way ahead of that no i think in, in a one qb in a one QB, he will go in the top nine picks, That's and you will, and you will, and you will yeah. live to regret that. So pick. super flex, you're like middle of the second round. 
Front end uh, of the second in, round? In a super flex, you should be looking nine QBs as the first nine picks. And, and then, yeah, he'll probably go right around the turn. I mean, here's the thing. Where I think where I think he will go, where I think he will go is in the area where I could get a guy like Justin Jefferson. I agree. And, I mean, that's not even close. You no. want to know what the gap is between Christian McCaffrey and Justin Jefferson? It's a tourist attraction in the state of Arizona. It's called the Grand Canyon. <laughs> that's the gap between Christian McCaffrey and... And, and and Justin and it's it's not even remote remotely close. I'm going to I'm going to go and take McCaffrey over Barkley. Okay, and I think that's fair. I like I think that one's close though. I, I mean, at least in in the the three games McCaffrey played this year, I saw some some RB one weeks. You did, you did. I mean, Saquon Barkley this week, he literally had 13 points and he had six catches for 19 yards with Mike the Neck Glennon. So for me. I would much rather have McCaffrey over Barkley. I think B- B- Barkley. Speaking of Fugazis, there's the biggest Fugazi in Dynasty. I'll yeah, take. I'll you. take. I'll take all the equity out. Maybe one day we'll do a Saquon Barkley version of this. Last guy. I had to hit you with a curveball. We were talking baseball earlier. I want to hit you with a curve. Christian McCaffrey. What's the gap between Christian McCaffrey and dun, 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 Javante Williams? Javante is 21 now. Will be 22 in April. Now, in fairness, I do still have Christian McCaffrey ahead of Javante Williams. I know. I'm, I'm going to humble brag on Javante here in a second. But what's the gap? What do you have to add? Because I, I don't think right now if you went to the Javante GM, I don't think you're getting him for Christian McCaffrey straight up. Not in season. You, like if – you mean like the, the Javante right now, Williams owner like, like, would acquire CMC straight up? I yes. Think, I mean, if they're a contender – Probably not. No, I, I don't. Th- I don't think you could even get. But, but let's contender. let's live in a vacuum, right? The off season is a vacuum where. So we're talking winning. like we're talking like Valentine's Day, like February fourteenth. Okay. We're past the NFL season. We're not quite to free agency. Yeah. How much do you got to add? I don't know. I think the Javon. I think what this weekend did for Javante Williams was shoot that mother effort to the moon. I don't think anybody that has Javante Williams is actually going to trade Javante Williams. I think he is one of the few people in Dynasty that is going to get held on to tighter than a Dolphin's butthole. Like, you are not going to get... Watertight like a Dolphin's butthole. Just not happening. And I was a little worried about Javante Williams. Randall was not... So you go ahead and you have you have your your victory circle. My, my moment in the sun. Yeah, you take it. Get get your suntan lotion. Oh yeah. So I posted a little tweet, little little tweet ski on. It was uh, Steffi Smalls. She posted on um, what's Twitter going to do if Javante doesn't live up to the hype. And my response was: There's only one player before that game. One. One player had rushed for 100 yards this season against the Kansas City defense. That player Lamar. was Lamar Jackson, Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs, and the king, Derrick Henry, had not rushed for over 100 yards. Now, Javante barely, barely, he barely inched over. It got like 102, heavily involved in the passing game, yes, 29.3 PPR points, Uh you know, what Denny Green say years ago when he was a head coach of the Cardinals and they play the Bears? Javante is who I said he would be. Jerry, what did I say earlier in the season? I said, Jav- this is what I wanted. 
I wanted Javante to ride side by side with Melvin Gordon. And as we crept close to the dynasty playoffs, here comes Javante Williams to help you win a, a, a league championship. Do we look like we're on, on, on the right track? I, I would say so. I, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't sound very, very humble, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to give it to you again. But the cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. I mean, because a lot of times we don't watch a lot of Denver Broncos football. It's like what they in Vegas, they call that the corner of the room game. That's Denver's on on, on in the corner of the room. You don't really watch. It. It's just there because <laughs> because people have money on it. Yeah. It's like, ooh, it's like, ooh, it's. It's it's Denver and Philadelphia. Ew, ew, gross. But it was a Sunday night game. It was standalone, and you watched. I just my final tweet of the night on Javante Williams is that dude's a hammer. He's two hundred and thirty pounds, and you know what? He gets every single yard. Impressive, impressive with the hands, and you know my boy Melvin Gordon's gone in the off season. So for me, you're you're not Hold getting. On. So now I got to ask a follow up. Why in the absolute hell is Christian McCaffrey ahead of him in your rankings? Then it's a damn good question and one that will beg research in the off season. Right now, I have Javante as my eight, and Sunday's game did not right. move him up or down. He's been my eight for about a month. I think you and the patrons over at Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone would uh, would back up that claim. I, I'm not moving him yet. I will tell you that uh, in very short order, if Saquon Barkley the rest of this season continues to shit the bed, then then Javante Williams will move ahead of Saquon Barkley by the time the season's over. I'm not into your college profile. I know I know people love it. They go absolutely batshit sideways, crazy insane for, for combine metrics and the laundry you wore in college. I give a tinker's fuck. I can't say that word anymore because we're already on double secret YouTube probation. I don't give a shit, okay? The minute you step into That's the NFL, none of, none of that matters anymore. All that is is an indicator of potential future success. But after the case of Saquon Barkley, a four-year sample size, you're a guy who can do it when Eli Manning's the quarterback. I don't give a shit that you went to Penn State. I don't give a shit that you have quads the size of my waist. I don't care. None of that's scoring me fantasy points right now. You win championships with players who score points. Not players that have amazing draft profiles, not players that have uh, outstanding athleticism. You do it with dogs, D-A-W-G, out there scoring fantasy points. So, no, you're not going to get Javante Williams now, and you're going to have a tough time getting him in the offseason. Because they hold not to him. Why? I, they what? should. They should. I'm not. I'm not arguing. They should. I, I'm. I mean, you're right. I was it, not. I was it's, absolutely it's, not right. It's not about being right. It's about no, getting I, right for I all know, the people that listen to this show. We're trying to help them acquire value. He's good. The problem the, is, I don't think you can acquire him because like, now the world's seen it. The the, ma- the magic's right. the magic's happened. Exactly. The genie's like David, like David we, said, unless it. Jonathan Taylor is involved. I don't think you're getting Javante Williams because that's Javon- another dude who's just getting held on to and nobody's letting go. And not only was it his one standalone game, you know, where he was the bell cow, but it was in prime time. You yeah. couldn't flip the channel. You weren't watching anything else. You watched him pound the ball with like 30 touches. So um, there you go. That's Christian McCaffrey. I'm I'm going to take whatever points I can get from him. And uh, that segment was brought to you by our Patreon, Jerry. Great group of ladies and gents 
We talk about football nonstop. We have a lot of people, a lot of people getting ready for some fantasy playoffs. They're going to go win some fantasy cash more than uh, cover the monthly membership over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone, Jerry. That's true. You know, you would think you would be better as much as you hang out in there with these guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Have you, you guys, say that, but, but you, Dynasty DWZ Patreon 4, sitting atop. Aussie versus, versus America, sitting atop. Just saying, I'm not that bad sometimes. Jerry's up at the tippy, tippy top. If you want to be in a league with me or you want to be in a league with Jerry, you need to head over to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. We'll be starting new leagues around Valentine's Day after February. Um, we'll see what happens. Maybe, you know, we'll, we'll, we're up to 13. A couple of Devies out there. We have an IDP. Yeah. A lot going on. And it's not a huge investment over at Dynasty Warzone's Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Give it a check out. And then the group chat. The group chat makes all the difference in the world going 24-7 nonstop with all the people around the world. Come get better at Dynasty. If this kind of stuff fires you up, if you're passionate, come hang out with over 100 of your favorite passionate Dynasty players and friends, new friends from around the globe. So, all right, Jerry, I want to hit you with a quick segment. What are you doing with these Dynasty running backs long-term? Obviously, you're using them now, but can they be the long-term bell cow in their situation? So let's start with the guy who's currently the RB4 on the season, He was a little fluffy, but he won a Lombardi last year. It's Lombardi Lenny, Leonard Fournette, an old favorite of mine. What what are your thoughts? Is he going to be a long-term play? Is he someone you should be selling in the offseason? He, much like Christian McCaffrey and Alva Kamara, will also be going into year six of his career. Uh, And I borderline would prefer Leonard Fournette over them. I, like I know, I could get some extra. Would juice you love Lenny? to have that first? Would you love to have that first? Yeah, Lenny, Lenny oh, yeah. in a first. Oh, easy. It, it, like I don't know what Leonard Fournette has to do for people to realize that he's just going to score you an ass ton of fantasy points. He is top two or three receiving backs in the league. Plus, he's a bulldozer. He can score. It, I really think he's going to still be a Buccaneer next year, and that's even better. Like I. I I, I think he's a bell cow. I don't think it's for a long period of time, but I think it's at least for a good time. And I think next year is going to be a good time with Lombardi Lenny. You know, the, the best part about Lombardi Lenny is that he's only 27. Yeah. And, you know, do, do you know that he's currently the league leader in receptions with 58? 58. Just Lombardi just Lenny. It's funny because I, I usually hate running backs that are in his age group. The problem is, is his value doesn't match with where he's at. So he's just a wonderful asset to have. It's perfect. He, he's a guy that goes for like RB3 value. That'd be RB25 through 36 in a startup. Yeah. But he's currently giving you top five at the position scoring. Killing it. So yeah. for me, yeah. I mean, if I'm in year one or two of my three-year championship competing window, g- give me, hook me up like cable with a little bit of Lombardi Lenny. Uh, next guy, James Connor. He was thrown on the trash heap this time last year, and he was a guy who was playing through injury, got healthy in the offseason. Um, I don't think the TD volume is sustainable. He'll be a free agent as well at the end of the season. Do you think he gets re-upped at least for another year or two in Arizona? And what are your long-term thoughts? Because this was a guy a couple of years ago that had a couple of nice years in Pittsburgh. Injuries kind of took their toll, 
And all of a sudden, he's back and back with a vengeance. I wouldn't be shocked if he did come back to Arizona. And I wouldn't be shocked if he was a bell cow somewhere. But personally, I'm flipping from James Conner. It just smells way too much like LeGarrette Blunt's 18-touchdown season. I just I don't I don't trust it. I don't love it. He's a guy that I really like. And, and he can pass catch. That's the thing, is he did it in Pittsburgh. He's not doing it as much now. But I think I am flipping James Conner. There's just something about that situation. Like he's just a different running back than Leonard Fournette. So that's why I, I am choosing Leonard Fournette, even though he's pretty similar to James Conner, and I'm getting rid of James Conner if I can. Yeah, I don't I don't blame you. If I have James Conner and I am not in anywhere near contention. I'm going directly to the if, if the trade deadline has not passed in my league. I'm just going to go to you and I'm going to say, listen, I'm not monkeying around. Here's the deal. I will give you my 20, 23 second and James Conner for your first. What is a championship worth? Because I'm going to make that offer to all six teams or whatever our league playoff bracket will hold. I'm, I'm making everyone that same offer. I will get any first that I can out of James Conner. I'm not in the playoffs. I'm going to stick my hand out. I'm going to shake your hand. I'm going to move on down the road. And I am going to get out of the James Conner business. And I'm going to get a first because I like first-round picks, Jerry. Uh, And I don't blame you. And it should be relatively easy to get when you consider the man has had touchdown, touchdown, two touchdowns, two touchdown, 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 two touchdown, two touchdown games all in the last you know, chunk of games. He's been absurd. He he has legitimately, you want to talk about a league winner? James Conner's a league winner. Not all those stupid-ass posts that you see on Twitter in the offseason, this guy's going to be a league winner. James Conner's the league winner of 2021. And I he mean, should he, be easy to sell. I mean, he's, he's no Javante Williams, but yes, he could help you win a league all the same. What about this my guy? guy? I, 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 I love busting your chops, Jerry. It's, it's what I do. It's yeah. the shtick, Jerry. This is so for those of you listening and not watching on YouTube. This is the we're pulling the curtain back. I love Jerry like family, but on this show, when 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 it says live, Jerry's balls will be busted mercilessly by me, like the big brother that he I called, am. He called to, me earlier, so don't let him fool you. He's a nice guy, believe me. I, I, I I'm a big fan of Gerald Sinclair, always will be, and uh, that's how we roll. All right, Jerry, let's talk about my man, a guy that I've been on, tweeted about him in the offseason, Josh Jacobs. He's kind of like the Rodney Dangerfield. If you remember the old Rodney Dangerfield bit, I get no respect. No respect. I get no respect at all. Finished as the RB8 last year, on pace for another RB1 season this year. What are your thoughts on Josh Jacobs? Uh, I definitely think he's going to be a bell cow going forward, but I think he's going to be the same bell cow, like the same disrespected, boring guy that's just like healthy for all 17 games and he only gets 50 yards rushing but he also gets four catches for 30 yards and if he gets into the end zone all of a sudden you look and that boring stat line turns out to be like 21 points I like Josh Jacobs and and I'm going to definitely have tons of Josh Jacobs because people hate Josh Jacobs and every time there's a person that gets a ton of points and people don't like them I always take them I'm a sucker. I'm a hipster. I can't help it. Yeah, I, I, I love things people hate. Yeah, I because I, I re- that's where the value is. Let Twitter and all of the oh, he wasn't a very good prospect. Did did, did you see his athletic profile? That's fine. Did did, did you see the thirteen point two fantasy points per game he's putting? I'll take it. 
here's the thing. He he's played he's played ten games this year, Jerry. Did you know he's already set a career high with receptions? He's tied a career high with targets. It's consistent receptions too. Now, granted, except for this last game where he had like nine or something, but he's still been getting four and five a game, which is just awesome, and you love to see it. And he and he's playing. Through, he's already got seven TDs rushing. That that um. So here's his career: seven as a rookie, twelve last year, seven this year, with five games to go. Easy to see he's on pace for another double-digit touchdown season. Kenyon Drake got hurt. He's going to be more involved in the passing game than ever. I just don't understand why people hate it. Oh, and he was a first-round pick, so he's going to be there next year. They see, could the problem up- is because he was the 101 in rookie drafts, and he has not. He didn't have the blowout season that Saquon had. Because people will love you if you have that one season really early after you're a top three rookie pick. Their nipples will get so hard it'll rip through sweatshirts. And I just, I don't get it. Josh Jacobs can be an RB1 every year at the back end of the RB1s, and he'll be considered a bust. And people will avoid it. You know what? And he'll he'll do that on my rosters. Yeah, right. Because I like winning. I like winning. It's weird. Um, I've got this this habit that I like to win. And by the way, nipple so hard you could cut glass. Cut glass. What what about another guy from the again? We'll go back to the 2017 class. What about Kareem Hunt? You know, before his calf injury, he was pacing to be an RB one himself. It feels like the whole offense in Cleveland has kind of uh, hit the hit the mud a little yeah. stalled there in Cleveland. Uh, I think Kareem Hunt's going to pick up some value. I don't want him long term myself. I'm fine putting him in rosters the rest of the season, especially with all the injuries at the RB position, but I don't see him as a long-term play. I'm going to try to get out of him if I'm not past uh, trade deadlines, and I'm either out of the playoffs or I have an abundance. I think that's the only way you can handle Kareem Hunt, because if you try and trade Kareem Hunt in the offseason, you will not get the value. You either need to do it now to a contender, and unfortunately he didn't have a great game, and he's been hurt the last couple of weeks, which does not help you. So you might be better served to wait until the beginning of next year. Because I do think he's productive. I do think he's still a great back. And I do think he's capable of scoring tons of points and getting touchdowns. I'm with you that I don't think he's the long-term asset. Nick Chubb is there. You cannot ignore Nick Chubb because he is also a good player. I mean, we could put him in this conversation too while we're at it. But, you know. He's not on the show. He's not on the list. I know. I, I just that was a bonus. That was that's a little bonus. But a throw in. I, a throw I, in. I think from if, our you, if you're if you're uh, trade deadline, there's the words. English is a tough language. If your trade le- deadline, <laughs> if your trade deadline is still active, I would definitely be trying to move Kareem Hunt. Um, he's still I, outside of this last game. He has been very productive. I think you could still sell him. I have been trying because I have a couple leagues where I'm not contending and I have Kareem Hunt trying to pair a second in Kareem Hunt and trying to get a first. It's sort of the same James Conner thing. I might be losing a little value, but I really don't believe in him long term and I would rather have the shot at the first. And if someone else can have Kareem Hunt and maybe he can help if you have three flex spots or something, you know, here you go. While somebody else has an injured player, you can gain Kareem Hunt and get you to the championship. And that first I'm getting is going to be 112 because you're obviously the champion now because I've done this to you because I'm a wonderful and nice person. I I think it's a a sell that can work. You know, what's crazy is he finished higher than Nick Chubb last year, too. 
He was the RB10 on RB10 on the season, about 14 points a game. Yeah, he, he, if he's on my roster come week one of 2022, I didn't have a very good offseason. I like Kareem Hunt going into year six. It's just time to to kick him on down the road. Here's a guy that I know you like, Elijah Mitchell. Very polarizing. Is this his job? Can he be the long-term guy? Yes, easily. I, it, I honestly, I do. Do you disagree? Like, let's start that right there. Man, I, I, I just don't trust Kyle Shanahan in this. But you know, here's the thing. But why? He, but he's, why? He's, he's had absolute bums in San Francisco. Oh, like, of I, course, he hasn't decided on any because he's had bums. The best thing that he's had has been Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert was a Detroit Lion at one point and a Chicago Bear at one point. And he and doesn't break out until that one little year where he gets like 600 yards as he's like 28 years old. And that's the best thing he said, man, get the hell out of here. Elijah Moore is 22 and he has been a monster. I would love to see more receptions and he's been getting it the last couple of weeks. But we're talking about multiple 100-yard games as a rookie. As a rookie, you want to hear something weird, and I didn't. I'm using fantasy data to use fantasy points, and in PPR on the season, this is a points per game average. Okay, Mm -hmm. Kareem Hunt 15.2, Josh Jacobs 15.2, Elijah Mitchell 15.1. Now I did not plan this, but I, if I was going to gamble on any of these guys, I would put Mitchell on there. You know, I might take that 109 or whatever it is that I got from you in that league. I, I might go yeah. offer it for Elijah Mitchell. I'm actually going to save that talk for our trade target here in a minute. And that's the kind of guy that, that I'm looking that I'm, I'm looking to add. I'm going to gamble. I'm going to gamble that they're not going to add. They don't have a lot of uh, draft capital. They gave up a ton to get your boy Trey Lance. And they're a better organization than the Jacksonville Jaguars. If you have a free, a free running back who has shown that he can do good things. Don't draft one in the first round. Like the dumbass Jacksonville Jaguars did. I don't think the San Francisco 49ers are in that situation where they are going to do that. And why in the Sam hell would you think that Trey Sermon is going to, you know, surpass him when he's literally sitting out games. You actually want them to keep two or three of these jag bombs yeah, around. Yeah, Jamichael Hasty, Trace, yeah. fine. Well, Trey Sermon's going to stay there, which is I think right. is good for Elijah Mitchell. Jeff Wilson, all sucks. these all these dusty, crusty bums. Yeah, man, I'll give you a first for Elijah Mitchell right now. 100%. You know, I, I'm, you know it's, he looks good, more involved in the passing game. Last two weeks, five catches two weeks ago, three this last week. Um, upside on upside, and then you get the uh, the running ability of a quarterback like Trey Lance. It could open up a lot for him. So, I don't and think we've seen him. I don't think we've seen the best of Elijah Mitchell. This next guy on the season, averaging fourteen point five PPR points a game, it's David Montgomery. Uh, he could be considered the best RB of that twenty. Was that twenty nineteen or eighteen? Was he in the same classes? No, it, it was, was the Miles Sanders and Josh Jacobs. Oh, okay. So, you, I, how would you rank those three? And then tell me about Monty. I think it's Josh Jacobs. I still think Miles Sanders is better than David Montgomery, but it's been ugly, so I can't put him there. So, I would say David Montgomery and then Miles Sanders. But I don't really think I. It's funny because I've been such a David Montgomery guy for so long. I just don't. Love it. Like he had tons of reception work in the last game, which is great, but 
Like, at what point do I have to see that this guy is just boring? He has, he's like, he's like Tyler Higby, right? Like, Tyler Higby had the unbelievable end to the whatever season that was, 2019. And then David Montgomery did it in 2020. The difference is, is David Montgomery's value has sort of peaked and then plateaued there as to where Tyler Higby's came back down to earth. I, I think I don't think Chicago is going to bring in any big names where they would take tons of work from him. I just don't think he's great. I think if you can get better than RB15 type numbers for him in a trade, I think that's a good deal. I, I just don't think he's going to be one of these guys. Yeah, the, 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 the mucho touchdowns that he had at the end of 2020, if maybe people thought that that was going to signal like, you know, he's, he's taken off and he's ready and he's going to jump into that elite category and he's just not. So that's, that's my take on David Montgomery. The, the problem is, is that his involvement in the passing game is really dried up. Last year yeah. he started 15 games, had 70 targets. So you're looking at just about four and a half a game. This year he's played eight games. He's had 24 targets. He's averaging three a game. It, but like nine were that last week. So it's like it, 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 well, so yeah. it's actually been even worse than those numbers suggest just based on the one game. So I, I think you could actually get a little bit of plus back with Josh Jacobs. If you sent Monty, you could get Josh Jacobs right. plus a little plus a, a skosh, maybe Josh Jacobs in a second. And I don't I don't mind taking Josh Jacobs. It, I, I agree. And I, I think there's a way to sell David Montgomery as an ascending asset, right? Like you get at uh not Adam Case Matt Nagy out of there. You so you're getting an upgrade there. Justin Fields potentially a mobile quarterback that can help you spread open the fields. Like I I think there's definitely an argument to be made that he could improve. I'm just not a believer that that's reality. All right, well there you go. I, I'm not a big Monty guy either. I think he's fine as an RB two. Yep, um, in, in this group so. There's some long-term value of what I would consider like that middle pack. You know, they're not bona fide superstars like we've already been talking about. They don't have um, the rookie heat or the sexiness. They they would fall behind the the Cam Akers, the J, the J.K. Dobbins, the Travis Etienne's, the injured guys. Yeah, these are the guys that are going to be in that RB twenty eighteen to twenty range, twenty four. And I'm, uh, you know, some I'm buying, some I'm selling. But, all right, Jerry, let's get out of here. But before we do, I want to trade Target. They stuck around this long. Who is Jerry looking to acquire in Dynasty regardless of contender rebuilder? So I thought about saying Tua just because I wanted to see your face. But I didn't. I'm not going to go with Tua even though he has won four games in a row and he's looking all right. I went with Miles Sanders because Miles Sanders is – is it five in a row? Miles Sanders because – like, I don't know what the hell to do with Miles Sanders, but every time he gets in the game, he's a player. You know, he, he had I agree until he gets hurt. Yeah, I know. And that's, that's the problem. The problem, the good thing though, is that his trade value is baked into that. Miles Sanders is not worth anything. Like he's, he's a ugly Christmas sweater. Like, Every once in a while, you don't mind to have one, but you wouldn't wear it every day. His trade value is the same thing. You can get an ugly Christmas sweater on your way to grandma's at the gas station, and it'll be good enough. And that's what Miles Sanders is. And it's going to do its job when you need it to. 
and you're not going to go broke doing it. So that's that's I I think there's a chance because if Miles Sanders plays 17 games, if 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 some butts were candy and nuts to be Christmas all year, yada yada yada. I think he's awesome. Like he's just a person that whenever he has gotten the ball, he has been awesome. And Philly didn't give him the ball early in the season. And then he gets hurt because he's Miles Sanders and he gets effing hurt. And then he comes back and he's extremely productive with the minuscule amount of touches that he gets. And then this last week, he gets a ton of targets and he gets hurt again. Like, dude, help me out is what I'm saying. But he is very cheap. And we talked about people hating Elijah Mitchell. People really hate Miles Sanders, and they are ready to just throw him on the bargain bin DVD pile there at Best Buy. So I, I think he's my target only because he's a throw-in, and I think you he know, has the know, opportunity to be more than that. I listened to that entire rant, and the thing that really caught my attention the most is that gas stations in, in the Michigan area have Christmas sweaters. What, you don't uh, have that? Or, like, uh, hats? Like, I'll oh, be, my God. Oh, you yeah. know, uh, I was on vacation in, like, the, the Florabama area, right there along the panhandle where, Flo- right. uh, where Florida meets Alabama. And in the gas station across the street from the condo we were staying in on the beach, they had a wall of Columbia fishing shirts, Costa Del Mar sunglasses, and Yeti coolers. It was the damnedest thing I, I, I'd ever seen. We're talking about, like, $70 shirts, Two three hundred dollar pair of uh, sunglasses, four hundred dollar coolers, right next to like you know the beef jerky and the and the, and the chewing gum. The no, ours thing. is like off brand straight build old English D hats and then like marijuana grinders, and that's like what gas stations in Michigan all look like. That's that's pretty sweet. <laughs> my, 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 my guy, my guy's Cam Acres. Oh, Cam Akers, you know, Cam Akers, you know, they, they did the, the vignettes with him and Eric Dickerson about being the next great Rams running back. And I think a lack of a true running game is really what's hurting the L.A. Rams. When the L.A. Rams offense was at its true best, and that was when Jared Goff, but they had a guy named Todd Gurley. And that, that team needs a, a back, a, a, a big-time back. Yeah, they're going to sprinkle in some – some Sony Michelle. They're going to sprinkle in some Daryl Henderson, but this is the guy they wanted to feature in that offense. Right now, they're forced to overexpose Matt Stafford, and as we've seen, Matt Stafford. I don't want to hurt your feelings, Jerry, but 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 uh, he can't carry a franchise. He he just can't. He just can't. You can you can give him Cooper Cup, and you can give him Odell Beckham Jr. and Tyler Higby and, and a decent offensive line. But I, I, let me ask you a question. What would the Rams record be right now if they had Jared Goff? I mean, would it be worse. would it be similar to the same same what, what eight and four they are now? I mean, it'd be a little worse probably, but seven and five yeah. in the playoff hunt. I mean, hell, yeah. right now in the NFC, six and six is in the playoffs. You think they'd still be in that five to seven range where they are now? Yeah, except probably. except they're two first round picks lighter in the hip pocket. So this is an offense that's going to want to heavily involve Cam Akers. He was the plan. He looks great. He's already working out, and uh, I want to get him. I want to get him right now. So I'm going to go offer that first. You traded me in the Christian McCaffrey deal, because then I'm going to be able to look on this. I'm going to look back at this podcast in about September, October of next year when Cam Akers is running wild on the NFL, and I'm going to look at you. I'm going to horse laugh you, and I'm going to say I literally got Cam Akers and a 2023 first. Christian McCaffrey as he's out with another lower body injury. Let's talk about Cam Akers. 
So I think there is a situation where that is okay. And I think it is if you are a contender. Uh, if you are in a contender, you know, you have a contending team and you can afford to give up your first, then I agree going after the risk that is Cam Akers is a good risk to make. If you are in a rebuild, I don't think so, though. Because <laughs> if he fails miserably and you're you're betting on somebody coming back from an Achilles, which is a real mf you know, you, your, your first are your best assets in a rebuild. They are the key to every bit of value that you have. And to potentially move one for somebody that has that just traumatic of a, an injury, I think is super risky. Am, am I going to get a running back that has as much potential upside as Cam Akers? See, as I, but as hey, we don't know what his potential is. That's the problem. Sure we, did. We, we saw it like a five-game sample of it last year. And then where he, he beat the So we don't know that that's the same guy. That's why I think it's different depending on your team makeup. I, I, I am going to risk it for that biscuit. Do I need another wide receiver? Do I need? No, 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 no. Because no, that, no, no. that's what you're getting I, I mean, at it, it is. I agree. I agree. It is situationally dependent for sure. It's just when you are in a situation where those picks are the cornerstone of your rebuild and your strategy for years to come, betting on somebody that's a running back nonetheless that has had an Achilles tear is just such a risky move for me that I can't get behind it. But if I have a championship team and I'm sitting and I have 110 and that 110 isn't going to help me win anyway, I, I think I can risk Cam going for Cam Akers right now. And I think that's better because the Cam Akers owner is likely losing, right? Like it, it, for the most part, you know, you probably were relying on Cam Akers. He went to shit. Or they got him because they're already rebuilding, and they went ahead and got him in, in earlier in the offseason with the plans of uh, building around him next year. So you're going to have a tougher time getting him. And what what do rebuilding teams love, right? I haven't shut up about him. First-round picks. So I, I think acquiring them is the way to go. So I'm situationally – it is situationally dependent, in my opinion. Now, Randy all right. is all aboard the train, but uh, – Heck yeah, I'm all I'm all aboard the Cam Akers train. Look at this uh, old man. I, he he get what you back can't withstand the sitting uh, in my, the chair it, no more. It, it, it's my knees. It's it's my uh, knees or uh, <laughs> so just, if, you're, just, if you're not watching on YouTube, Randy is leaning against the desk while doing the podcast. Yeah, I mean I, I'm I'm still right up against the mic. I'm trying to give you That's great, audio, great, a great, great job. Audio just, uh, just listen, you took a shot at me. I'm gonna take some shots at hey, you. That, it's okay. That's the way that this works. But also the way that this works is if you would hook us up with some five star reviews. It's been a little while. You know, if you're listening on Apple, Spotify, Pod, wherever, hit pause. Go directly into your podcast review. And here's the thing. If you leave a five-star and, and you leave comments, even if they're negative, we want to make the show better. So leave us a five-star. Leave us what you want us to work on. And we'll be more than happy to read them and try to help make the show better. Because that's what we do here at the Dynasty War Zone, Jerry. Always trying to get better, man. Trying to make you better, too. Which is why I like hate brand goods. That's the whole thing. It's not about hating other people. The hate means hating yourself enough to do the work to get better. And that's why the message resonates with me. And you can check out the clothing. They've got Black Friday deals. They're doing giveaways. They're, you know, like every, uh, they're giving away a bag. If you, if you purchase like 125 bucks worth of stuff, a lot of deals going on, Jerry. We need to get you in some athletic gear looking sharpish. Listen. With this haircut, I think I could pull it off, man. 
I, I think we got to get that fade tightened up, get you some hate brand goat shorts. And uh, Mike in the comments said, ha ha, he's old. I'm not old. I did a workout today. I work. I did a workout today that would kill just, most of you people. Just because, just because you're in better shape doesn't mean you're not old. Just saying. Oh yeah, I mean, but here's the thing. I, I'm, you know, uh, we've already said it twice. And just because you can outrace me, beat my ass, probably out eat me, definitely outlift me. Uh, but see, Jerry, yeah, that, that's why I stuff. work out. Because again, I'm not here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. It's been a good time hanging out with you. Please go to YouTube iTunes, Spotify, anywhere where you can rate, review, subscribe to the show and interact with us. It helps the show grow. We'd love for you to check out Hate Brand Goods. We'd love for you to check out BetUS.com. Use promo code MEMPHIS at both HateBrand and at BetUS.com. Or check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. But if you just want to help us and you're like, well, I'm not ready to break out the wallet just yet, cool. Simply leave us a thumbs up. Simply leave us a rating and a review and i'm going to go out with this david uh david donaldson said i am old and a shape I wonder what shape he is would you like 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 a, like a hexagon no he's a star for sure oh uh, i like how you did that we are not going to top that so we're going to call this one a night thanks for tuning in jerry what are we trying to do here at the dynasty war zone here at the Dynasty War Zone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you back here next week. If you want to catch the show live, you might want to be around the computer on Sunday. But until then, thanks for tuning in. Have a great week, y'all. That was a y'all, Jerry. Yeah, it was a good one. Tell us a little bit about Hate Brand. When did that start and uh, how are things going with it? Things are good, man. Uh, that started in October of 2014. So now, give or take seven years into doing whatever this thing is. And um, that's apparel company I started then and wanted to start making some clothes that I wanted to wear is really where it started. It start, and, uh, did it start more with you writing something first? Like, yeah, you, like yeah. uh, was it like an ebook or something that you put out? Or Yeah, it's, uh, it's a book. And then we made an ebook. So I wrote a book in 2010 of uh, how to train for the Highland Games called Training Lab. And one of the sections I wrote about in the book is called The Hate. And this was just this kind of personal philosophy I had that my brother and I had spoke about um, just with athletes that we admired. And it was these guys that just, you know, still on top, still, still willing to do the work to get better, that it seemed their concern was always about them getting better to their standard and not about what had to do with anyone else. So they didn't hate other people. This idea that you you see those guys get up in the morning on like 4 a.m. And it's, yo, that dude hates himself more than me. That guy's <laughs> willing to put in the work. He's willing to do it. And so from that point on, it was about like, I'm all right with getting beaten by someone better than me, but I'm not willing to be outworked. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak